0: It starts with having a goal that I want my organization to be more sophisticated and more data-driven. And then over time, when you make that commitment to invest in a data infrastructure, over time, that data-driven culture develops. I don't find that anybody ever, in my experience, has ever lost their job because we got involved. They usually become much, much more effective.
1: Welcome to the Nursing Home Podcast, your go-to source for professional insights in the long-term care industry. Hear from leaders and experts as they share current and practical insights to help make the most of your day. I'm
0: a long-term care financial specialist, what that means is I help people plan for the inevitable. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to think about getting old, but it's possible that someday we might need a little bit of care.
1: Here's your host, nursing home administrator turned podcaster, Shmuel Septimus. Oh well. Welcome to this episode of the Nursing Home Podcast. Thank you again for joining us on this journey. Today, we have the opportunity and we have the guest of meeting Shalom Reinman. Shalom is the expert in nursing home business intelligence, CEO of Megadata, the leading analytics solution for SNF nursing home organizations. Shalom, welcome and thank you for joining the Nursing Home Podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Shalom.
1: It's a pleasure. Um, so Shalom, you're the world of nursing homes is old and yesterday and decades and light years behind the rest of the business world. When it comes to technology, when it comes to data and you're bringing mega data to nursing homes, that are still struggling to get off document, documenting on paper. So you're bringing, this is like the epitome of old meets new East meets West. So first, if you don't mind, for the listeners who don't know who you are, they're not familiar yet with your company, can you just give us a brief overview of who you are professionally, as much as you want to share, and a little bit of how you got to this company of Megadata?
0: Sure. So I started out about 11 years ago in 2008. Um, I started as a biller. Um, At the same time, I was going for a degree in accounting um, and throughout the beginning of my career, I did a number of different roles from billing to account payable. Um, I was a staff accountant at one point, Mm -hmm. followed by a financial analyst. I I, I did a lot of different roles um, in the back office, including um, underwriting deals. me, building different things in Excel. So, you know, I got a really hands-on um, understanding of the business side of how the nursing homes work. Um, mm-hmm. And once I, and then I, you know, with the accounting background, so I really, you know, was coming at it from a business perspective, but I was always drawn to first Excel and then more and more, uh, you know, IT and technology over over the years. Um, then, later on, I had an opportunity to work for a a company that had inherited uh, a lot of business intelligence technology through an acquisition that they had just done um, mm-hmm. and and I got the opportunity to work and be have that exposure to what business intelligence was and business intelligence technology. Um, it fit in pretty well with what I was doing with Excel and you know but this was taking it to a much higher level, to be able to take data from within nursing homes, from every area of the business, be it you know the clinical and the financial and the census and the labor, um, and pull it all together and give people reporting that was automated, that was live, which was on a much higher level than what I had done before. Um, after that, um, I, I actually went to work as a controller So with my accounting background, I got back into the accounting side of things. And I was working for a company that was pretty small at the time, and I was involved in the accounting and the accounting processes. But as as they were growing, um, I started getting back into into the technology side. As they were growing, they needed more of the technology. And I I built a team and built an entire company technology solution reporting business intelligence um, um, analytics all that kind of you know a, a whole structure that I put together over there internally for them you know and after a certain amount of time of doing this internally for for a company um, you know I, I decided that it was time to, take what I had learned and my, my knowledge and my background and bring it to the market and, and build a company that can actually go out and service many nursing home groups with this concept. And I really felt um, that this is a need that nursing home groups have um, and, you know, took the opportunity to be there as a, a service provider who can actually provide this, which is something that a lot of people need, and I think the market is starting to um, more and more. I mean, some of the older companies, bigger companies out there have built internal, um, you know, systems like this, but let's say the middle of the market, you know, let's say groups with, let's say, 70 to 80 nursing homes or less, um, you know, most of them are not doing this, but they realize that there's a need for it, and they're looking for people to fill that need.
1: Okay, now, now that's a very, very complete um, answer. obviously, with your uh, financial background and you know, and all the other reporting uh, metrics that you've been working with uh, over the years, you know really perfectly positioned yourself uh, to meet this need. Now, coming from the operational standpoint, so if I'm a nursing home owner or a nursing home operator, we've always been able to manage. Uh, the nursing homes without all of these fancy reports without all of this um this uh, data this technology which yes it's amazing and it's important and it's interesting but if i'm going to say i don't want to invest in another program or even if i could build it internally why is it just that now we have the ability uh to have access to this information so we can we have like the luxury to be able to act on this information or do you, in your opinion, do you think it has become more of a necessity now, and the technology is just meeting that need?
0: So you know, I, I would say a couple of things to that. Number one is um, it, it's really about how can we add value. Is there a value proposition, right? Okay. So so number there's a, there's a couple of different things. Number one is that. Anybody who's doing it, well, let's call it the, the regular traditional old way of getting the information that they need to run the business, be it having somebody putting together spreadsheets and, you know, pulling together numbers from different systems in a manual kind of way, you know, mm-hmm. there there's a cost associated with that, right? That's number one. Number two is that that the data that people are able to get um, through these kind of manual processes. Let's take, for example, um, the financials. Financials are 30 to 60 days after the fact. That's when I'm getting my most accurate information. Um, you know, the census on labor, I would say most people I've seen reporting on labor as a, as an organization. You know, let's say you have a one nursing home. A lot of them, you can get a lot of what you need directly from whatever time clock you're using or, you know, EMR, you know, you have what you need there, but on a corporate uh, standpoint, if I'm running a group of, let's say, 20 nursing homes, um, I don't have a quick, easy way to get that. A lot of times what I'll have is I have financials at the end of the month, I have payroll being done biweekly and have someone put together in a spreadsheet the payroll numbers, and then I might have someone on a daily basis putting together a census spreadsheet you know, and we're gathering data that way. The problem is, is that we're not reacting to the business, um, you know, in a real time kind of way. Today, I don't always know exactly what happened yesterday. You know, so one of the things that we focus on is okay. every single thing that we're reporting on, we're doing at least today for yesterday. So I know exactly what my census labor, and we even do something called a daily P&L, which is basically take all the real numbers that we have from the previous day and we're able to bring that, tell me tell you what happened yesterday across your whole company um, from a financial perspective. It's not going to be as accurate as the real financials because I'm not going to capture that like snow removal kind of, you know, like a bill like that. But for the census and the labor and, and a lot of the main components that we are able to track live, Um, on the next day I could already know what's going on in my business and be able to understand, you know, census labor referrals is another example of, of where the next day as somebody on a, on a C level of a company, I can have a very good transparent view into what's going on in my organization, which was not possible before. So, so, you know, this allows an operator to be able to get to the next level it's more than just you know if i had this in 1990 we, we could have made more money but we didn't have it the technology today is available that allows me to do understand my business better make decisions quicker in much more real time and that gives me the ability to to really run my business and, and with much more control and oversight
1: okay so i mean i thank you um so so i mean the short answer to the question is that another if, if is that perhaps you could live without it now before you jump on me uh, in other words if i'm if if i'm finally got together enough money for my friends and relatives and banks and whatever i finally got my first nursing home together and I, I'm, my, I'm struggling with survival and my goal is to make it from payroll to payroll and Finally, eventually get rid of some of the bumps in the road, have a smooth operations. And eventually I'll be able to sit and, you know, get to the 40,000 foot view. Um, And if someone is going to say, oh, you could see all this data in real time. I'm like data. I don't want to hear anything about data right now. I just want to make sure that, you know, that there's a nurse coming for the next shift. I want to make sure that there's enough money in my enough cash flow to make payroll this month or this week. And so for them, they're going to say, and and you're going to push out with me, you have all this data, that's great, but I can't deal with it right now. So for them, they probably wouldn't be a good candidate necessarily for such a thing because they're not looking for this information. They probably don't even have the ability uh, to act on the information if you were to give it to them on a silver platter. Um, On the other hand, if you have a larger organization, again, you, you you quantified it a little bit before, then for them where they have people who live on that 40,000-foot view and they don't get involved in operations because they're bigger, because they need it, because they have the ability uh, to have it. So for those people, they're going to come to their office and now they could pull up these fancy spreadsheets. They can actually do work instead of just sending around GIFs about whatever's going on that day. They can <laughs> they actually have the ability to see things in real time. Now, I want to just make sure for our listeners who have never seen a PL, or if our listeners, have never looked at the financials um, of a nursing home. And we're not just talking to administrators and operators, we're talking to professionals on any level um, in the nursing home industry. So if we want to give, let's leave financials on the side for a moment. Although actually that's not, let's just focus on what you said. You said something called the daily P&L. That is absolutely phenomenal. Um, I want
0: to address just the question you raised before.
1: Okay, go ahead. You are jumping on me, but that's fine. (laughs)
0: Okay. No, so I I would say for one facility, that's not uh, our target audience. You know, our target audience is uh, organizations that have, let's just say on the low end, some seven to 10 facilities, you know, and this is a a solution that when someone's running seven to 10 facilities or more, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, um, you know, it's very hard to scale and to keep that level of, of, of knowledge of what's going on on the ground in the day-to-day when without having some kind of solution like this, that's gonna help me keep track of what's going on in my organization. However, within an organization, um, you know, we do have tools that are helpful to a facility, um, such as we have an administrator dashboard that gives you, you know, the metrics for yesterday, your census, your labor, adding some clinical things on there like, um, you know, the incidents that happened the previous day and, you know, some recent trends. There is a few things that we're able to provide to an administrator in one place that gives them high level, a lot of things that they need to know about what's going on in the facility from like a metrics perspective. Again, I wouldn't go ahead and sell that today, perhaps down the road, as we evolve this more You know sell it to one nursing home you know our primary focus is helping the corporation run uh, a multi-facility organization however we do have a value for an administrator but you know that's like secondary to what we're providing on a corporate level and that may change over time as we you know develop more tools around an administrator which is actually something that's part of our focus
1: okay okay fair enough uh no that definitely makes a lot of sense now Uh, If, if I, you know, not every, every organization differs as to what level they've embraced um, technology. So some organizations may have everything, a separate system for uh, something for payroll, something, you know, for a system for their financials and for their nurse documentation, for the time clock, um, dietary, you know, they may actually have everything, but there might be some system, some companies that have less. Um, less systems. And from what I understand and from also from my experience being an administrator, you know, a lot of times you have so many systems, so many logins and each one has their own ability to create certain basic reports, but it, but it, a, it's probably too difficult and time consuming to actually do it. But, and even more importantly, there's nothing that pulls it all together. And, you know, that's where right. your software comes and pulls it all together in a very realistic, real time way in a way that you can, it's actually, you know, it's actionable. But let's what do you say to a facility that's only partially uh, online, so to speak, and some of their systems are still paper, let's say, and some of some of them are are online, or are there certain companies that you work with and certain ones which you don't, which means that you know, oh, we're using point Co-Care. oh, you can work with us. we're using a different system. you can't work with us how do, How do you deal with that?
0: um so I, I haven't yet like come across a group that's that on paper, at least, you know, maybe I'm not hitting those people, but but uh most organizations that I've come across um, you know, in the, about a year or so that we've been out in the market selling, um have some kind of established system. Sometimes they have more than one, which could make it more complex. You know, they'll have half the facilities on one system and half the facilities on the other for the same function. So we have mm-hmm. to figure out how to tie that all together. Um, we definitely have systems that we've already integrated with and the rest are, we haven't integrated with yet.
1: Um, I like that. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So you don't say no, the bottom line is no. and, and, it and we'll charge, work it.
0: Yeah. We charge the same amount uh, per integration, regardless of, of whether we've done the system or not, because we look at it as it's our responsibility to, to get that integration done, if we don't have it yet, then we have to figure it out.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Okay. No, I understand that. I most of the financials uh, and backend stuff are all going to be online. But let's say there, there could be places where they're not fully integrated with their nurse documentation, um, or they have an outdated, antiquated time clock system, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, obviously, you can only work with the data, the data that you have, right? Right. I, I guess um, that's
0: no- there are cases when we'll make a recommendation and say that you know this system that you're using is antiquated. Why don't you use you know uh, this established system or one of these established systems because you know and and then we'll 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 say it's impossible to get data from you know your paper, you know or your Excel spreadsheet. Um, you know, so we do sometimes make recommendations that they should upgrade their systems to something more established and we don't take any commissions for that because we we like to be impartial you know and just try to figure out what's best for the client you know so we don't have any we never get it compensated for you know for uh for, for recommending a system for recommending a system yeah
1: interesting so, uh, interesting okay uh, because that could potentially be a big revenue stream, because that's, you know, you're, you're explaining to them the reasons why, but I respect we, we, the
0: integrity. Yeah, we want to be an advisor to the client. We want to be able to help them with their data strategy. We want to be able to help them, you know, how how to use data to help them drive their business. And we don't want to have... Like, you know, you come and you work with us and then you get this person that we're friends with that we're pushing on you and that one that we're pushing on you. It's more like we're trying to help you figure it out. So it, it, once we would take any compensation from one software provider, then we, we wouldn't be able to play that role of advisor and like in, with integrity.
1: Well, well. So again, this is something which is evolving, especially if you have a nursing home uh operation that's been around let's say for seven eight nine or ten years where they've they've been doing they're just finding you know which system works best for them and and um and you know th- where things were less organized and less data driven and and there was less ability uh to report on things and you know and and now oh, okay we need a system for this we need a system for that it you know those operators specifically you know things it can really be overwhelming. They have so many different, um, have so many different systems to look at, and you may not even remember to look at all of them consistently. So yeah, we have the the P&Ls, which is obviously a report card of sorts. But like you said, you know the, the, by the time you get to it, you know that could be a month, two months behind, and that ship has sailed, and you don't even remember anymore right. why things were the way they were. And uh, I know, you know, I remember as an administrator receiving the financials and your goal is to try to, you know, look at the biggest, worst numbers and try to figure out what actually happened and what are you doing to change it. And, you know, sometimes that ship has, has, um, has already sailed. Now, if you had to name the number one biggest problem, um, that your solution solves, I know we spoke about a couple, a couple of different things. Um, but specific to the changing um, operational style that exists now in the nursing home world. Like we know there's a lot of organizations that are turning belly up. At the same time, there's a lot of organizations that are are growing slowly but steadily and they're becoming more and more robust. Um, I guess the question is, is there a correlation, in your opinion, uh, between the way that they manage uh, the different sources of data in the in the overall success of the organization, I'm, I'll add one more point, and that this is similar to the question we started off in the beginning, is that I people know that now we have the ability to have all sorts of reporting and all sorts of exciting things, and and one thing you didn't mention about your system, and is the visual appeal, is that you know a lot of administrators and operators sometimes we get these long complex spreadsheets. And we have to try to figure out what in the world does all this information even mean at the end of the day. And I know that your system is is uh, is very easy to understand. You don't need to have your background. You dummy it down for the people who are, you know, running up and down the hallways. And that's a huge, huge value add. that, that makes it so much easier to act on it. But my question is, do you see a correlation between those who embrace the technology in the way that your company is allowing them? To do and the overall slow gradual but strong growth of the facilities and some of the other facilities that are ignoring it or hoping that it goes away
0: so i, I think that our you know to address and some of the things you were saying earlier it's important to understand like you, you were saying before about how some people are still on paper they didn't figure out their systems yet you know i think that the the successful organizations the ones that grow and and, and make money and do well um there's a maturity process that they go through. you know, maybe they started out with one or two or three facilities, but as they grow and they scale, they have to become a corporation that has processes that has systems in place that that's able, you know, and I, I think part of that journey before we talk about business intelligence and megadata, part of that journey is is getting an EMR in place across all their facilities. You know, I, I think that the, the most successful organizations, have one system across all their facilities for each function such as an emr a time clock um you know and when they get an acquisition they get a new deal um you know they immediately will put in all their systems not just software whatever it is that's they're successful that's working for them as a organization however they do let's call it dietary, housekeeping, laundry, therapy, pharmacy, mm-hmm. the software systems, the companies that are successful, they have they have processes and, and they, they do things in a certain way that works. Once they figure out what that is that's that's working, that's successful, and they get a new building, they bring all that to the new building. However awesome. how they do business, right? And as these companies mature and they're figuring out what works, megadata is a way that they can bring the data understanding and the understanding of the knowledge of what's going on in their business across the organization to all their nursing homes. And it becomes another step in the maturity process. So if we're talking about somebody who has, uh, you know, they're still on paper, they're, every facility is doing something else, that usually means that they're in an the early stage of that maturity process and as they're getting more sophisticated mega is a step in the process of getting more sophisticated and we help companies grow you know and i can't tell you exactly the point in time that that that's the right time to do it but if they're still on paper and they don't have systems yet then they're probably not ready yet for a mega data you know most awesome. of the companies so, so, yeah
1: no, I'm really happy that you just said what you said because to many people and I just clicked in my brain as well, to many people they see it that there's especially, you know, those who are involved or are involved in operations is that we have operations, we have what we need to do, and then we have those people, those corporate people who come in and they throw reports and data and all sorts of stuff at us and our goal is to be able to defend ourselves against whatever it might say in, in that data, or, or even better, and this is much more fun, is to discount the information and say that that's old or it's, it's inaccurate or the, you know, the, whoever the input was inaccurate. And it's almost like a fight, operations versus data. And I think it comes from a uh, fundamental misunderstanding of the role of data and that it's not a separate entity. There's really no difference between what actually happens in the facility and the numbers that are being thrown is just a representation of the actual facts and a big part of the problem is that when you see complex spreadsheets which many have been uh you know have had to consume and tons of data which is not easily understandable of what it is it appears as if there's two things there's the world of operations and then there are those spreadsheets that we have no idea what they actually mean Um, If numbers was my thing, I would have been a financial analyst. I'm a people person. I'm here to deal with upset, irate residents, family members. I'm here to make holiday parties. I'm here to, you know, I'm a marketer. I'm out there in the hospitals and the senior centers, and that's what I do. And Don't bother me with numbers. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to make sure the general terms, that census is up, overtime is down. Try to keep people happy, keep the rooms full, and call it a day. Then when you come and you throw me these spreadsheets at me, I'm like that's like another whole thing that doesn't really mean anything real to me. And therefore, I'm just gonna it, it's just something I have to deal with. And the financials, the monthly financials, which I get is <coughs> is uh, is gonna be a uncomfortable conversation that I need to have with those who hire me because I see it as fundamentally two separate things. What you just explained, really helps um helps understand that. It's not really that. It's, it's uh, software is just another system, a healthy, okay a healthy maturing company the way you just put it so eloquently is they're there to figure out what works and what works well and which is an integration of many systems and operating procedures and policies that exist um in real life which means that when someone walks into the door this is what you're going to do to them this is how you're going to greet them. And this is the form that you're going to give them. Is it going to be a paper? Is it going to be an iPad or whatever it's going to be? And this is how we market. This is how we serve food. This is how we administer medication. This is how we deal with the compliance regulation. We have systems for everything and included in that some of the systems are hands-on. Some of them are papers. Some of them are on computers, but it's not a separate system. And especially if you move Uh, above the facility level and you go to the, you know, the C level and the executive level and now you're looking down and there each facility is another manifestation, another application of our operating secret. So then using this system, you know, broadly across own organization makes sense. You know, sometimes owners or operators will withhold, you know, from implementing any particular, um, a system across the board because they want some sort of leverage, right? If we give all of our buildings to point clear care, then, if, you know, then we can't negotiate on price or mm-hmm. or maybe you know, it, we might not be 100% satisfied but what you're saying is, no, have that system in place which includes data, which includes online systems, you know, and, and it also includes policies and procedures and it's all the same thing. Once you figure out what works, then you can go and you can you do it facility to facility. So I think that that's something that You'll get a lot of pushback. I'm sure you've had this pushback. You come to an owner who has fits exactly the right, you know, they have 14 nursing homes. They're growing. They finally have most of their facilities are in on one system. Most of them are here. You had to have those two new facilities that they bought that are still kind of shaky as to what their data is up to. And now they're a perfect client. And you're like trying to throw them this, you know, you're trying to pitch your, uh, your service and they're like, ah, what do we need it for? And what you're explaining, at least I think the way I'm understanding it right now, is that it's not another thing that you're throwing on them. It's really organizing that which they already have. And by you not accepting commission from other people, initially, essentially what you're doing is you're saying it's complex. I get it. There's a lot of systems that don't usually talk to each other. We're going to help you choose the right systems that work for you and and bring them all together in a way that is actionable. Does that make sense? Am I kind of getting it?
0: Yes, yes. Oh, cause, cause I, I would find that most of the organizations already are on systems that, you know, for, I would say 90% of the time, you know, they are, they're on regular sh- standard, straightforward systems and are not on the paper,
1: you know, so. Uh, so let me ask you a question. I know I got that. I one, got more
0: thing that. I, I want, one more thing I just about what you were saying before about the data being something that's, um, you know, you're defending and, 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 yes. And that, I, I think that that that's actually brings up an interesting point is that every organization that we work with, and this is how we differentiate ourselves, I think, from some of the other softwares out there that just have like a standard set of reports, you know, mm-hmm. and you can, either you like them or you don't. Mm-hmm. We work to understand the culture of the organization that we're getting involved with. And when, how the data is used, has a lot to do with the culture of the organization. It's not necessarily us as the, c- providing the reporting and the reporting solution. It's more about the operator and what they do with the data. Do they use it as a way to hold people accountable in a very uh, strict, you know, way, or or do they use it to coach or do they use, and that really depends on how that organization runs and what's the culture of how they interact and and and, and and what they do with it what we try to do is get and into the organization as, as we work with the organization to understand the pulse of the organization and how how they work and and every organization we work with has different preferences of how they want to share data with the facilities let's say some of them won't share financial data with the facilities some will Mm -hmm. um some of them don't want their administrators to have a lot of information they want it to be more minimalist give them exactly what they need because like you said they're busy with the families they're busy with the survey they're busy with all this just give them some high level key information that's just going to keep them you know knowing that these are the numbers that we care about but don't overload them with reports and some the other way around we want them to be responsible to know every single number even though they're busy they'll do it look at look at it at night go through everything you know it's really you know and, and we try to work with the organizations to do it in the way that they want to run their business and that's what works for them we don't have an opinion about what's the best way to operate you know sometimes we have some best practices that we could bring but can we try to align ourselves with what the organization is trying to do
1: I see. So I mean, so obviously this can't be an off the shelf um, product, so I guess it's customized to the needs of each uh, company. Is that correct?
0: So yes and no. So on the one hand, we've figured out how to build an infrastructure that for the most part is something that we can reutilize for every, for for many, you know, multiple customers. But at the same time, there is a certain, you know, the front end of it, the the, the you know under the hood there's a lot of the same but mm-hmm. but you know for the front end of it the, the end result of who's going to get what emails when and who's going to see what dashboards and and you know a lot of that we will customize and and make it got to it. the organization
1: got it no that makes sense now let me say another question um do you have the ability i'm i'm assuming your mega data you have the ability to track utilization Of how frequently people log in, right? Yes. Okay. So now, to what extent do you find that obviously owners and you know the people on uh, executive teams, for them they want this information to be shared. Like you just said, you know each one has their own style of how much they want it to be shared. They want it to be shared because they want it to be acted on. At the end of the day, correct. Everyone wants the company to be successful. Um, Do you find that administrators, operators, or whoever receives these reports that they um, actually look at it and appreciate it and act on it like does it work bottom line and what does it take to get people to really get it like uh, and have that aha moment where like wow this is not something separate like we just spoke a few minutes ago this is something that's actually going to help me it's not one more email in my endless inbox which never stops this is actually something that's going to help solve a problem so it's a question two parts a are people using it and b how do you how do you encourage them to use it or do you encourage them to use it
0: so at definitely definitely people do use it what we find is is that there's a level of engagement that starts at the top and that's our approach is we start at the top of the organization we first engage the c-level people help them get information and then we work our way down the organization and as the top of the organization starts to use what we have and then they start to ask the regionals to use it. And once the regionals are bought in, then they have the facilities start to use it. Um, in the beginning, when we first start with a new client, the the first month or two, um, you're not the the it's just those, you know, that core corporate team that's using it, but that utilization of, you know, the metrics of how, you know, the user metrics, it goes up month after month as we slowly evolve it. What I find with the business intelligence, and, and there are books about this, but the way business intelligence works is that it grows within our organization. So if you have certain engaged people that will engage with it and get value out of it, and they're going to, A, ask the people, you know, who report to them to get engaged with it, and they also will tell other people in the organization that this is working. Why don't you use it for that? Why don't you use it for that? And it's kind of like, it, it, it's. I don't find that you can go ahead and just do one training you know, for the whole corporate team, then one training for all the administrators, and one training for all the directors of nursing, and then all of a sudden, it just everybody just starts using it the next day. But this kind of thing, it's more of, It has to evolve into the culture of the organization. People have to start to understand that this exists and there's something I can get out of it. And as they use it, they start to ask more questions of what else can I do with it? What else can I get out of it? A lot of times the the usage of it grows as people learn more and more what value they can get. And you can teach it, but at the same time, when the people, you know, I would say after an organization is using it for one year or two years you know they just it's it's seeped in people just kind of get it and it's not something that you can just explain day one and right away they'll understand everything that there is to get out of it, it you know they they understand the the basic things they can get but over time they come back with more requests more things and now that i was able to get this i want to be able to go a little deeper and get that and it's kind of a learning curve that that just happens over time where it just gets more and more into the culture where the organization is is developing a data-driven culture
1: yeah okay awesome yeah that's exactly where i was going is that it's the reason for that is not is because you're not just it's not a, a software it's changing the way people operate being operating for putting out fires and operating from what armchair analysis, what we think makes sense or what worked yesterday to operating based on on data. Data doesn't lie at the end of the day, okay. uh, as long, you know, if you're putting in accurate data, the data is real. And if you're getting it in, in a timely way, in a way that's consumable, meaning visually appealing and simple um, or, you know, again, depending on the level of complexity that you need. So then then that can eventually, that, that can change the culture.
0: Correct, sure. and, and culture doesn't change in a minute. It, you know, it changes over time. And I think it starts with having a goal that I want my organization to be more sophisticated and more data-driven, and then over time, when we make that commitment to invest in a data infrastructure, over time, that data-driven culture develops.
1: Well. Wow, Shalm, it's been a pleasure having you on the Nursing Home Podcast. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, honestly, a light bulb just went on in my brain. In general, for data um, that can be used for business intelligence in any business, um, but specifically the nursing home business, having been a victim of consuming um, some of your reports, actually, <laughs> um, and and not fully grasping always um, exactly how it plays out into day-to-day operations, but I think you really explained it um, really well. Um, if Before you go and you tell us where's the best place for people to learn more about this, um, is there any particular myth that, or misconception that people have about data that you want to dispel uh, before we let you go, uh, so, you know, specifically in the nursing home industry and what people think about data and what it's really all about? Um, <laughs> and then my question is like when, when you're presenting this to a nursing home owner or an operator, and they're like, Oh, nah, we don't need that, that's just whatever. Uh, you know, is there a, that type of objection that you get when people say we don't want to invest in our data, we have enough as it is? And the answer could be no, and that's more than fine.
0: Um, you no, know, you, you definitely have some people who who have um. I, I, we actually recently came across a, a group. They just have so many processes in place manual, you know that, and it, and it works for them, you know. So they're not ready to 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 create that automated um, solution. But I think for you, and again, I I still believe that that group would benefit from it. But the for, for, for most people, we're able to provide a real-time way to get reports and distribute reports and 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 to underst- and understand what's going on in the business in a much more A cost effective, B um, real time, and you know, it, we're able to help them drive their business in a much more data-driven way than they were able to before. You know there's only so much you can do with spreadsheets and there's only so much real time you can get with spreadsheets. And I, I, I would say that you know this any mid sized organization from let's say 10 to I mean I mean the numbers you know 10 plus except that mm-hmm. the, the largest groups have already built something internally. Mm-hmm. But you know any mid-sized organization it, it makes sense to hire a service like ours. Versus and versus even building the same kind of thing internally because it's just way more expensive to go build a whole team. It's going to cost upwards of half a million to a million dollars to build such a team, you know, and, and we are we come in at a fraction of that price. Um, you know, so. Got it, it
1: got it. Really does so in other words, there might be organizations that they say, well, but Betsy runs the Overtime Report on Tuesdays sure. way, you know, then Lisa does it and And, you know, and it's been working, it ain't broke, so why should we do something else? Not realizing that if they, you know, if they can free up all those people and get more accurate, up-to-date information without human error, so not only will they have better data, they'll also have more time um, so that Betsy can either get a different job um, or, you know, do something else in the business. I I
0: don't find that anybody ever, in my experience, has ever lost their job because we got involved. They usually become much, much more effective at whatever that they're doing. Instead of spending 30 to 40% of their day putting the data together, when the other rest of the day they were supposed to actually reach out to the facilities and ask them what they're doing about the overtime. Now they're spending 95% of their day reaching out to the facilities and asking them what they're gonna do about their
1: overtime. All right, Sean, where's the best place for us to send the listeners um, of the Nursing Home Podcast to find out more about mega data and everything that your company has to offer? for solutions for nursing homes okay, you can visit our
0: website megadata hs that stands for health systems MegadataHS.com. and there's also on that website is uh the sniff vision tool which is a free tool that we created that allows you to do like market research on all the nursing homes in the country which is a good acquisitions tool or a sales tool and uh,
1: a lot of people actually uh, enjoy that tool Right. So the people who don't enjoy that tool are probably the owners of nursing homes, perhaps, because within within a a couple of clicks, you find out who owns what. But at the same time, this information is all public information. It's anyways available. Right. But
0: but from an acquisitions perspective, I actually have a lot of Owners of nursing homes, you know, who their own acquisitions, people are using this to help them study the market for acquisitions. So it's a double edged sword. On the one hand, your information is out there. Again, it's also on Medicare.gov. Anybody can find it. But on the other hand, it's a tool that you can benefit from from being able to understand the market when you're looking for deals and acquisitions. So, you know, the goal is not to put their name out there. It's more to provide a, a value to everyone. You know that comes a little bit with a cost of, maybe you know this was a little more private before, even though it's publicly available, and I made it a little easier for people to find, you know, your name. But at the same time, you yourself can use this tool to grow your organization and you know look at the markets that you're in and see what what's what's going on in your state and you know so on.
1: Awesome, thank you, Sean, for coming on the Nursing Home Podcast. Look forward to sharing this with all of the nursing home podcast listeners in the very near future. Um, everyone head over to megadatahs.com to see the sniff vision tool and to see a little bit more about what megadata can do for your facility, even if you're not the owner or the administrator. But once you see a little bit of what it can do, you're going to go knocking on their doors and tell them to reach out to Shalm and his team to see if this is indeed a good fit for your company. And for all you know, that some of those reports may actually be coming from Megadata already. Shalom, thank you so much for coming on the show.
0: Thank you for having me, Shmuel. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Nursing Home Podcast. Be sure to head on over to iTunes and check out the Nursing Home Podcast and subscribe to the show. This will ensure that you never miss another episode and you always are up to date on what's going on in the nursing home industry. If you leave us a review for the Nursing Home Podcast, our promise to you is to send you out something special uh, to your home for taking the effort to do so. So uh, take a screenshot of the review once you do it and share it on Twitter with at Shmuelsep. That's at S-H-M-U-E-L-S-E-P. When I see that, we will connect and send you something special. So again, thank you for listening to this episode of the Nursing Home Podcast. Check back for our next episode. And don't forget to subscribe and review and share that with me on Twitter. Thank you.